this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Good everyone and welcome to another exciting podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and so glad and honored you guys are with me today on this amazing, beautiful Wednesday morning. You know, I tell you, God is faithful. God is good. And I'm, I'm so glad that every day we have his mercies that are new every single morning. There's not a day that goes by that we don't wake up in the morning and we don't feel the freshness of, let's say, a revival within our own heart because of the joy that is made new to us every day. And if joy is made new to us every day, then great is made new to us every day. And even the understanding of having the mind of Christ, if you think about it, is made new every day. We have a choice and an option of every day awakening to what we decide to think throughout that day. And I always love this podcast, knowing that its thoughts become things, because the reality of life is God is in control, but also we are co-creators in Him, and we have the power to choose. You know, choose you this day whom you will serve. The power of life and death is in your tongue. You know, the uh, these, these options in the scriptures let us know that we can wake up and we can decide on that day what it is we want to think and what it is we want to see the day unfold before us. And if you think about it, life is nothing more than a flower. And think about it, every day, every day you wake up, it's a brand new flower that is waiting to unfold to show you the beautiful colors of creativity that you have and you possess inside of you as a son and daughter of God. So it's a great, great season, a great life to live knowing that we have an option to say, today my life is going to change. I love that. So today I want to talk to you guys about a little bit about my new book this month, which is... um. We're on the actual last Wednesday of the month. For those of you that don't, uh, maybe they're tuning into our podcast for the first time, um, I actually have a book of the month program every month that comes out, which means that every month I have a brand new book that comes and you have the option to get it. <laughs> and I really want to talk about this uh, today on the book for this month, which is called Healing from Negative Energy. Now, let me also say this. We have a lot of people uh, that are powerful Christian people that listen to this podcast. And a lot of times, sometimes people have uh, issues with terminology. When we deal with, you know, energy, vibration, frequency, these might be scientific terms. But if you think about it, they're nothing more than Bible terms. Because in the Bible, the word energy, which comes from the Latin word energia, did you know that literally in the New Testament, when it deals with the spiritual giftings, that's actually the word. It's energia, which means there are power gifts. They're gifts of the Holy Spirit given to us that are God's energy, energetic, you know, supernatural infusion of the power of God. It's his energia. So when we deal with God's word and we deal with spiritual giftings, we're dealing with the energia. There's another word that is unlikened to that, which many of you have probably heard before, which is dunamis, dunamis power, which is, which is likened of that of energy, energia. And so there's a lot of great terminologies that we, as Christian people, need to be able to progress into. It doesn't mean you're new age. It doesn't mean, you know, you know you're off your rocker. It just basically means you've progressed into a, a deeper level of understanding of how God has created this amazing universe, how God has created creation for us to enjoy, but also to take it, take benefit, take a, take a hold of, and also reap its benefits. You know, if you think about um, medications, you know, the word pharmacy comes from the word pharmakia, and pharmakia actually 
actually is a, a known word that, believe it or not, actually is likened. Are you ready for this? We'll take a deep breath, guys. Which is likened into witchcraft. And you might say, what? It is. Pharmakia is another word in its, in its original form that deals with a little bit of like witchcraft. And it doesn't mean, once again, that medications are wrong or evil or, or pharmacies are wrong to go to. It basically means that it's evolved from a negative from a positive where now we can begin to help people with natural herbs. We can help people with medications that come from the earth to help eradicate things within people's bodies. And so things can progress. And the Bible makes it plain that things can be turned around for our good. God turns things around for our good. What does God use? Who does God use to turn things around for our good? He uses us. And knowing that he uses us, that means he uses people to help within his mission to turn things around for his good and for our good. And so we begin to understand the whole power of what that looks like. What it looks like to begin to take something that once was used, let's say, for wrong or bad or evil and turn it around, transform it, metamorphosize it, right? Into shifting it into something that can be beneficial and empowering. So therefore, things that once were looking as bad or maybe had a bad light to it can now begin to come and be again to bring glory to God, but also can be beneficial and actually save lives such as medications. And so when you think about that, we look at energy, we look at you know um, vibration, frequency, we look at these scientific terms that we have to understand that now we need to progress into, keep what we've had as our foundation, absolutely, because the Word of God is our foundation, but also then progress into the levels of a deeper realm to know that energia is actually a biblical term that God has set into motion. God's Word didn't progress into this, it actually always has been that. And so because of that, God knew what frequencies and vibrations were before the world began. He created the entire universe out of a vibrational mode or into a vibrational mode, I should say. So everything is vibrational. Everything is frequencies. And once again, I'll say this. If if these things were new age or wrong, then we'd have to throw away our, our radios. We'd have to throw away our televisions. We'd have to throw away our internets because things are built on frequencies. When it deals with radios, you tune into the frequency. When I'm tuning into a station, let's say of classical music, uh, pop music, Christian music, you know, um, opera, country music, whatever it is you're, turn, you're tuning into, think about it. You're literally tuning into a frequency. And what that means is you're tuning into to get the clarity of what it is you're wanting to look, listen to. Same exact thing within our lives. You tune into the frequencies, spiritually speaking, on what it is that you want for your life and, and how your day wants to begin to come about. And, and everyone understands and knows now that when we deal with emotions, we deal with joy and gladness and happiness. These are what they consider high frequencies. Because they are. Because it raises, it raises our vibrations up. When you do get, deal with sadness and depression and anxiety and loneliness, these are low vibrations that literally lower your vibration, which literally can begin to do harm to your body. So all these things do affect the bodies. And now science has got into the understanding where we can actually put something of a frequency to the brain to actually help people that has Parkinson's. Did you know that? And so now they can be able to hook up something when it deals with frequencies and it deals with even elect, uh, electronic type of um, 
shocks and 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 wavelengths, for example, for lack of a better word, to the brain to where it can help people that has Parkinson's that shakes can now can slow that down and to get it to where they don't shake anymore. So we have to begin to look at this and say, well, then if if this terminology is new age, that means that doctors are newing are doing new age technology or new age, uh, you know, practices that's actually helping people to get better within their bodies and possibly save their lives. So here's my thinking on that. If that's the case, then is it new age or is it God? Is it God unfolding in us the revelations of understanding science better to maybe merge a little bit more science with our walk with God? Yes, because we have to begin to dive into this. And the, and the scripture makes it very plain. Talking about, and I'm not a big fan of the term last days. You know, people for 2,000 years have said we're in the last days. Folks, let me tell you something. You're always in the last days. You're always in the beginning days, the last days, and the middle days. Because this is a day the Lord has made. God never told me to focus on the last days. He told me to focus on today. He said, let tomorrow take care of itself. So my focus is never going to be on some last day eschatology. Eschatology basically means uh, a latter-day um, theology. But so my focus is never on eschatology. My focus is on what Jesus told me to focus on, which is the now moment. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, that, um, you know, faith is now. Faith is faith shows me that God re- re- resides and rests, for lack of better words, and is active in my life in the now moment. Faith can only operate in the now. And so, therefore, what we do is we, we begin to understand that this is not about some last day thing. It's about a now thing. And now is the time of salvation. And the Bible makes it plain, talks about sort of the last days we mentioned, that the last days, you know, that knowledge will be poured out upon the earth. And it literally talks about the knowledge and the glory of God being, you know, covering the earth as, as the waters cover the sea. So what happens is we're getting into the knowledge of the glory. We're getting to the knowledge of understanding. So is our knowledge increasing in the earth for those who have an ear to hear? Yes. For those that don't have an ear to hear, and the Bible says to have an ear to hear and an eye to see. For those who do not have an ear to hear, we'll begin to miss the mark of the high call, which basically is also saying, talking about what we're talking about, missing the mark of the high call of knowledge, missing the high, the mark of the high call of, of the truth God wants us to begin to evolve into from Him. If God is truth, if Christ is truth, that means that truth needs to set us free. It doesn't wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, folks, instantly. It's a progressiveness in our lives. So you will always be constantly evolving and learning and moving into greater knowledge of the truth because it's always going to continuously set you free. You're not set free instantly. Uh, you know, uh, you know. According to popular belief, sometimes we are, we want microwavable movements in America. God is not into microwavable movements. We are automatically in one split moment. You're set free, and you never have to face you know the reality of the paradigms or the things you came out of. Again, that's not that's not Bible. What what God is talking about is an understanding that you can be set free in consciousness. In other words, your thoughts right at the moment can be broken, but then you have to begin to maintain that every day to be able to keep up with the, the the deliverance or the freedom of that truth every day. So what do you do? You renew your mind. You constantly move in progressive revelation knowledge to where you're able to really get in that and really move into maintaining and sustaining, but more importantly, keep on evolving into a higher level of, of, of knowledge and wisdom. Those are the things God wants us to move into. And so we can, so when people come and say, well, God just saying yesterday, today, and forever, I say, you're exactly right. The key thing, the key thing is what you just said. God is the same. You're not the same. God's the same.
The God in you is the same, but you will always evolve into a deeper realm of the thing that is not changing, which is God. So you are always evolving. You are always shifting. You are always moving. And the more you do, because it'll take a lifetime to be able to really even have have a you to have an a, a understanding of wrapping your brain around who God is, because God is so much greater and bigger. God is in all and 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 through all. And so, because of that, you can't really define God by just saying, "I've been set free. I now know the truth. Now I know God." No, you don't. You're always going to learn, moving into the knowing of God constantly. And so through that, and let, let, let's let's say this way, let's look at the word knowing for a moment, okay? And sort of we'll just sort of evolve in this in this uh, podcast today. Let's look at the word knowing. Well, the word knowing is yada, and it means when Adam knew Eve. I mean, if you've read the genealogy in the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, man, they were the uh, you know the uh, the Jews that were were notorious for giving you the whole outline of their genealogy of who begot who and who begot who and just on and on and on. But but it's good because you can tell the lineage of Christ right all the way back you know from the beginning, which is powerful. That's a great thing. But when you look at this, you have to understand that when when it deals with genealogy and it deals with under you know understanding that type of flow. You then begin to to realize that then you know when Adam knew Eve, it means intimacy or it means yada, which is intimacy, which also is another word for intercourse. Adam yada Eve. Okay, and let's try to stay rated PG on this thing. Okay, for a moment instead of rated R. But if you think about that, what that's saying is, and think about, let's just go there just for a moment. Maybe maybe there's no kids listening for the moment. But when you think of intimacy or intercourse, intimacy is not like touching one thing, touching something. If, if I touch something, that's not intimacy. That's touch. But when I'm having intimacy or intercourse, that means there's an engaging of going deeper. Okay, let's just keep rated G here, folks. But it, but it, but it represents a deeper. It represents a work. You know, it represents going deeper. And so through that, guess what? Truth that, that if you know the truth, that means you're going deeper into it. And it's setting you free as you're going deeper into the truth. Okay, so that's a bigger understanding of realizing that it's time for us to progress. It's time for us to evolve. It's time for us to take the written, the powerful, the foundational, the grounded, the the logos of God, and begin to build on that that is unchangeable, and then move into the places of things that, where the world's changing, we take the unchangeable into the changeable, and we begin to progress with it, and we learn with it, and knowing that we can learn in it and through it then guess what? We will progress by helping fulfill the scriptures, how knowledge is increasing in the earth. And the greater thing in this world that I really love is knowing that we that so many people suffer from a lack of knowledge. And if we get past the suffering, get into the knowledge, we begin to be set free, a continuum of set free. And through that, it begins to help awaken us, open our eyes. And so is it good that we learn new terminology? Yes. Is it good that we begin to progress into new definitions and new revelation? Yes. Is it good that we, uh, you know, begin to say it's okay to use different terminology with the old terminology? Yes. Because we need the old and we need need the new. That's just life. And if you, if you cut off the new and you maintain the old, you'll never progress into anything new that God wants to, wants to do in your life. Even if you're begging and pleading, God, please, please, 
please, please, God's going to be like, I can't do anything because you're the one stopping it. You're the one stopping the progressiveness because you're scared of the unknown. And most people are afraid of the unknown. Things that you don't understand doesn't make things wrong. And this is where people miss it. Things that you don't understand that you can't wrap your brain around doesn't make it wrong. If you get a principle in, in, in the world, even no matter who said, if Gandhi says a, a principle, if Jesus said his word, let's say which is a principle, you know, for lack of better words, or if Dalai Lama said a principle, or if Ronald Reagan said a principle, or if anyone non-religious of any religious faith even just said a principle, a principle is a principle. It's a universal truth, which means it it's like the scripture says, it rains upon the just, the unjust. Principles can just work for anyone. And so because of that, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We take it. We receive it. And this is where we begin to understand that, you know what? If, if, there's, if there's truth in something, let's occupy it. Let's move into it. Because the greater thing I want to do with for myself is respect myself enough to learn. Respect myself enough to grow. Not block the blessings of God because of my ignorance. And, let's, and for Jeremy, my stupidity of not wanting to progress and learn about the things that I don't know about. Sometimes it's hard for us because if we don't wrap our brain, if we can't wrap our brain around it, we don't want to learn about it. And, and, and the thing is, folks, God will conceal a thing and it shall be the honor of a king to figure it out, discover it. That's what the scripture says. So God will conceal stuff from you. And if God conceals stuff from you, that means sometimes he's not going to plaster his name all over it just because it makes you feel comfortable to dive into it to discover it. Hello, who am I talking to today? That's why people love Christian t-shirts. If, if, if there's a Bible scripture on, uh, you know, an aspirin, man, it must be a Christian aspirin, you know? Uh, trust me, as idiotic as that sounds, I've heard that before, you know? Uh, or I, or I want a t-shirt because it's a Christian t-shirt or a Christian company. Let me explain something to you guys. Companies can't be Christian. T-shirts can't be Christian, okay? Pencils cannot be Christian. You know, just because a paraphernalia has a Bible scripture on it or has the name of Jesus on it doesn't make it scripture, uh, Christian or godly. Can I get an amen from the choir? We have to begin to grow up and put away childish things and realize that a, that a Christ follower is a end of, is a person, not a, not a materialistic good. And so therefore it is the understanding that we have to begin to look and realize just because something does not have the name Jesus on it doesn't make it evil or bad. It can still be wrapped up in something that God is concealing for you to find. A mystery means the word, the original word from, uh, in the Greek is mysterion. Mysterion. That's the word uh, mystery. And it doesn't mean something that is hidden from you. It's something that is hidden for you to, def to find. So God will hide it from you, but he's actually hiding it for you to discover. It all depends on how much action and faith you want to begin to move into it and if you're hungry enough to discover it. That's why the Bible says those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, which basically means right standing before the Lord, they're going to begin to find what they're looking for. And so this is where God is letting you know you've got to progress. You've got to be hungry for things that you don't know about. You've got to be hungry for things that you can't understand because God will conceal himself in things and not even tell you that, he, that he's there for you to begin to discover. That's why we're led by the Spirit of God because the Holy Spirit will lead you. Think about it, folks. Let me say, let me say this to you. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. 
Now, many of us, if that was not in the Bible, would say, God will never lead me into the dark places. Well, guess what? He did. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, not into the land of the milk that flows milk and honey, not into some glorious, beautiful church where people were speaking in tongues. He led people, he led Jesus into the wilderness. So the Holy Spirit will lead you into the dark places for you to begin to discover the hidden light and treasure found within. So don't be afraid, folks, of, of terminology. Don't be afraid of the unknown. Don't be afraid of things that you've never read. Don't be afraid of things because it doesn't have the name Jesus plastered all over it. Because it's God that hides things for you to discover. It's God that shows up in the midnight hour. Isn't that what the scripture says? In the midnight hour, it's pitch black. I can't see anything. So if I can't see anything, then that means I can't see the name Jesus on it. And I can't see, I can't find the, the substance of Christ in it because it's dark. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. The light light of God will lead you inside your heart to show you what it is to discover. And so don't go by the outside. Man looks on the outside. God looks on the inside. So don't be afraid, folks, to seek. And if you seek, you're going to find. Don't be afraid to look outside of Christian paraphernalia. Don't be afraid to, 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 watch, to watch the Holy Spirit lead you into areas that might look a little dark to you. But if he's leading you, he's going to take care of you. He's going to show you great and mighty things you know not of. Right? So, guys, thank you again for tuning into our podcast today. I really mean that. You, I have such a huge audience around the world, thousands and thousands of you, right into our ministry constantly, and I'm so appreciative of that. You order my books. You're on our Book of the Month program. You get prophetic words from me. You know, you dive into... Um, all the great things of my courses, and I'm, I'm and my goal on earth is I just want to help educate people. I just want to, I want to help educate educate people to the place of freedom and liberty, to where they think for themselves, and they're not afraid to dive into wherever God is found. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes I have found God outside a church, you know, more than I have in a church building. You know why? Because I am the church. So wherever I go, the church is with me. Amen. So that's those are things that I want you to begin to understand today. So thank you as always for listening and tuning in and supporting us financially, prayerfully, and just being there. Your energy, your power, your anointing, whatever you want to call it, man, thank you for being present in this on this planet and in our lives because you're so needed and you're so wanted by so many people. Every one of you are. So I'll close with this. As I always say, if you don't like your day, hey, I got a great idea. Change it. And you know how you can change it? You change your thoughts. Change your thoughts and your day will change. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.